Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Hello, welcome. Today we're meeting with Mariella Cruz. We've talked to her before, so if you haven't listened to our first episode with her, be sure to check it out. It's a great episode talking about her journey through the practice of Ashtanga Yoga. But today we're talking to Mariella about Ashtanga Yoga and women in Ashtanga Yoga and some issues and topics related specifically to women in practice and empowering women in practice. And this is all in honor of International Women's Day. International Women's Day is a global holiday that's celebrated on March 8th. And the focal point is women's, the women's rights movement, bringing attention to issues such as gender equality, reproductive rights, um, violence and abuse against women. And this year, the theme is equity, women forging change. So I'll be participating in the Yoga Gives Back third annual Women in Yoga's conference. It's going to happen on March 4th, and this is in honor of International Women's Day. And our focus is yoga and menstrual equity. And it's a wonderful program that I really, really hope that you will join. There's going to be a panel discussion, as well as a practice that includes some pranayama taught by myself, restorative asana led by my friend and fellow teacher, Nia, and then also a guided shavasana led by Sally, and also Pranadi will be guiding some chanting as well. The live panel will be focused on yoga and menstrual equity, facts and voices from India. And then um, together, uh, Nia, Pranadi, Sally and myself will all be talking about yoga practices and the menstrual and menstrual cycle awareness. Um, So it's going to be really, really wonderful looking at practices that you can do during your sacred cycle, some different ways to look at menstrual equity and practices to support your menstrual cycle. And this is all by donation. I would love for you to donate and attend this really special event that's happening on March 4th. And of course, you'll get the recording um, when you sign up, but please make a donation to Yoga Gives Back. At any rate, it is an incredible organization that has a project called the PAD Project that all of the donations will go to, which is helping to make um, menstrual products like uh, menstrual pads more accessible to women in rural or areas where they cannot afford these products. And it's really, really important project because it makes life easier for women in these areas. Um, It makes having your period not so um, embarrassing or difficult. And um, it makes also education around menstruation possible uh, for communities or groups where it's not talked about or they don't have um, access to the types of products that help to make being a woman with a period uh, something that 
you know, isn't stopping your life for three or five or seven days of the month. It makes it so that you can continue to live your life and feel um, independent. You know, you can leave your house. That's always helpful. So this is a really important project. It's an important conversation, and I hope that you'll join us um, and support Yoga Gives Back in their mission. And in the meantime, really enjoy this conversation with Mariella Cruz, who herself is an incredible woman with seven children, um, a very dedicated practitioner, just fresh back from Mysore, spending time with Sherat Joyce and diving into deepening her practice there in that environment in Mysore. Uh, you know, she's a woman who's full of devotion and dedication and just this beautiful energy, really embodying um, the mother and the divine feminine. And I know you're just going to absolutely love this conversation with her. So let's get to it. Hi, welcome to the Fighting Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Harmony, and I'm here today with the beautiful Mariella Cruz. Hello, Mariella. How are you? Hi, Harmony. So happy to be here again. It's, it's so <laughs> wonderful to so here in India, and I'm just celebrating. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm so happy to be here with you, too. We've kicked out our co-host, Russell, because we're going to have a talk about women in Ashtanga, so he's not invited. <laughs> Anyway, say hi to him. <laughs> yes, actually, he opted out. He said, I don't know anything about women in Ashtanga, so I'm out of here. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah, great. it's yeah, so it's funny. Great. You know, the feminine energy is so beautiful. It's just like mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a different vibe, you know, when you are with women. And it just really totally. seems so hard. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought it would be such a so nice because for me, you're like embrace that divine feminine energy so much, you know, a mother of seven. That's like so incredible. Plus like a powerhouse, you know, you have like a real job. <laughs> it's like, you know, the lawyer, the like international delegate. It's like very powerful. Plus like this this incredible yogini who's so devoted and dedicated to her practice. So I guess my first question to you is like, how do you do it all? How do you balance all these different facets of, you know, mm. the feminine incarnation? I mean, come on. <laughs> You're well, making the I rest of us feel very, very insignificant. <laughs> no, no, no. I give all the credits to, you know, we call her Ma here in India. Yeah. I give all the credits to the to the Shakti and Beautiful. the Shakti is in all of us and and I don't know I just think I am very very privileged today is my my son Theo today is turning 13 imagine oh my god and it's 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 no coincidence that we're doing this today because all that love you know inside of us and and as mothers and as practitioners and everything I think that's that's the realm of our, our practice. Everything is God-like, but I always used to say, remember, everything mm -hmm. is God. You take practice, everything is God. Yeah. And uh, I'm also celebrating 20 years of putting my foot for the first time in Mysore. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. I think we need help, Harmony. That's, yeah. that's what I think. That That's the way, you know. To accomplish anything valuable in life, we need help. We, we need support from 
from friends, from teachers, from family, from mm. those who can understand what we're doing, because as women, you know, not too many <laughs> understand. It's true. We're in the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. I know, right? It's it's really challenging, I think, for people to get like why you would, you know, get up early and do a practice on top of like all the other things, being a mother, holding down a regular sort of committed job, having a relationship, being like a wife or a partner or some kind of significant other. I mean, it's just a lot of roles to balance. And I think a lot of women really struggle with finding that balance. I mean, even me included, you know, sometimes I'm like way over on the left side and then I'm way over the right side. So I hear you. Me too. I think that every day (laughs) I struggle every day to find the balance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, I don't know, demands, I guess, on our time and our energy. And I guess that is also sort of uh, um, maybe signpost or sort of representation of the divine mother, right? Like this abundance and this always giving and serving and and having that energy of just supporting everything, right? When we think of even Mother Earth, she's here like supporting all of us and giving, giving, giving all the time, which is so beautiful and such a beautiful energy to tap into. But um, I think also as as human beings, we need to kind of take time to refill the well, right? Refill our energy. So how do you do that? Well, now that you speak about Mother Earth, you know, last yeah. night I was watching the moon because today is full moon also. Yeah. <laughs> and it's full moon in Cancer, which is the mother. Yeah. I was like, it's so interesting that we decided to do this podcast. And uh, I think we're like the moon, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we are full and sometimes we're dark. Mm. And to respect that in, in each phase, each day of the month, it's so important. Sometimes we feel very antisocial and we just want to just dive into our waters, you know, and just be mm-hmm. there. Sometimes we feel like holding, like giving. And I think for me, especially, it's been about the respect to, to see how I'm feeling and, and really be honest with where I am beyond the expectations because there's always expectations you know there's expectations <laughs> from your partner <laughs> there's yeah. expectations from your children from your parents if we have them yeah from your students it's like yeah. it's, it's very interesting and listening to your own voice beyond those expectations i think it's an art that i have not mastered yet i have to say i'm just a, a that simple student of uh feeling and listening each each morning okay uh, how am I feeling first let's like t- touch base first mm. and then from there decide which action is important which action is urgent maybe there's a silence that I need to keep and and, and it's very nice that we're starting this uh podcast today because I'm starting a sabbatical of one year <gasps> What are you going to do on your sabbatical? That sounds so nice. I'm going to join you. <laughs> I was planning for this sabbatical on 2025. It was very weird. And then this week, so many things happened that I decided to take it you know, earlier and say, you know, I want to sink in myself. It's been 20 years of being out there giving and teaching. And I want to just really like go inside 
like the snake that changes skin, you know, mm. and see what emerges and just be with my practice and like just, you know, going with my husband on road trips and to the mountains and the monasteries and, you know, just be here now and then see what's coming. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Tell me more about what your plans are. <laughs> You can say one too, you know, we don't necessarily need to take a year like I am doing. I'm taking a year, yeah. <clears throat> but we can take a day, we can yeah. take a day off, we can take a maybe a weekend off. That, that's important for women. Yeah. It's so important to regather and be with other women or just be by ourselves with the moon, you know, with mm -hmm. the silence, just go to the mm -hmm. ocean. I don't know. There's so many things that can take us away from our phones and the scrolling. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it can get to be a lot and it's really important. I think that's so important to mm -hmm. take that time mm -hmm. to retreat, to go into yourself, to, yeah, just rejuvenate, right? And to, to connect deeply to that inner energy and to your authentic self and without all the information coming in of like who you should be, what you should be doing, what other people's expectations of you are. Yeah, now maybe you can help me here because I'm a little ignorant and please, I ask everybody forgiveness and protection from my yeah. ignorance. I want to tell you that I... I decided I was not like feeding into the craziness of the yoga world online anymore. Yeah. That was really, I had a, a lot of experiences with people that I know personally mm -hmm. and that their messages were not like uh, portraying what they are, who they are. And, and I just felt very, I don't know, very sad, you know, and I just kept trying mm -hmm. to do it beyond that, but it was, it was very distracting for me. Mm -hmm. It was very distracting. Like, like you are one of my examples, Harmony, because all this work that you're doing, like for example, with the podcast, so mm -hmm. beautiful, like to bring really interesting people out there so they can share who they are instead of the me, 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 look at me again. And like, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. over now. And now that I was in Mysore, like I also, I was like all the photographers, oh, come, let's do a shoot. Let's, and I was like, I cannot do that anymore. Mm. <laughs> I just can't you know i did it in the past and i cannot do that anymore so that's where the this project the women for the world was born and i say you know i want to uh, work with a photographer that is she's she's a woman first and that she's yeah. sensitive and intelligent and i i i met this wonderful italian photographer that i sent you the pictures and yeah. we're gonna do a lot of beautiful things with her work and and I gathered the women. It was that was my only job. My yeah. the mother said, "You gather the women." <laughs> and we just had several meetings, and I told them, "You know, you're gonna get all these pictures. These pictures are for you. It's a gift from the mother. We're just gonna be together." And we were just there, like laughing and just being ourselves. No asana, nothing. Just, just the gathering was so sweet and so pure in this feminine energy, in this divine. Mm. So I was so inspired by these women. And the beautiful thing is that there were women from all schools in Mysore, not only from our school. Nice. It was all so wonderful. I met such lovely ladies from many parts of the world. 
Oh. I, I want to thank each one of you if you listen to this because it, it was for me it was super inspiring. It's, it's instead of the 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 woman as you know as look at me again like look how wonderful my asana is. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like step back, okay. And, and Sharadji asks us, you know, please lay low, like <laughs> right. <laughs> Not too much Bollywood thing. Okay, yeah. I went over the top anyways. <laughs> I said, I cannot do that, and let's do something different. And so, yeah, yeah, in this spirit of gathering, of, of sorority, you know, of, of yeah. being with each other, of supporting each other, of seeing our beauty reflected in our eyes, it was just a bliss for me. I'm okay. still in the bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That's so nice. It sounds like also it inspired you to take this sabbatical as well. Well, I didn't know it was coming. It was interesting. You know, I was planning it from my mind in yeah. 2025. That was yeah. my, you know, sometimes we think we have time. <laughs> and I said, you know, there's no time to waste. You know, Aim I for have... you. <laughs> so I'm very happy. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very blessed, you know, to be also here in India and yeah. and with this inspiration from all these women. And now we're uh, we're doing like a a, a weekly uh, interview mm. with beautiful women that I've met uh, in my travels and in my teaching uh, life. Yeah. And we we call this space is a life from from Mujeres de Ashtanga in Spanish in Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Come, uh, talking with Lakshmi. Oh, beautiful! So they come every week, and we have done several already. And they speak. We we're doing them in Spanish first, but yeah. I hope we can do them also in English. The more oh, women. wonderful, are. wonderful! Is it on one of your Instagram accounts that you're doing it? Yes, yes. In Women of Ashanga and Mujeres de Ashanga, okay. those are the only ones that I'm keeping. <laughs> the rest, okay. the rest is. Ah. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, that was like such a beautiful thing that you created during the pandemic too, was the Women of Ashtanga oh. conferences. Oh, you did, right. was it three of them? Yeah, it was one in Spanish and then yeah. there were four in English. And we, we English. could have kept going because more teachers wanted to come in, but my husband was trashed. <laughs> He's <laughs> he like, no more, no more. <laughs> it so takes a lot of behind the scenes, right? <laughs> of like the... Like organizing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The team was amazing. You know, it was not yeah. me, of course. I was just like, it, it was my husband's idea, and then we had a team doing everything. And and yeah, it, I think it really inspired us during the pandemic. Remember, we were all home, and we were all like, okay, now what? You know, what's happening? Yeah. And I listen, and and you know, to so many colleagues that I didn't even know. It's yeah. like so beautiful to know about them and their lives and their path and their, you know, their, their efforts, you know, to keep going. Mm-hmm. It's so inspiring. And so, and since then many good friendships developed in Mysore also yeah. women that were participating. And I think the women, we are really like coming out in, yeah. in a very beautiful way, not aggressive, like, like the feminists say, you know, we're better than you men and, no, no, it's more like in communion with nature and in communion with our hearts. And that's 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 my search, you know, to, to find more women that are in this mm-hmm. best of being true to themselves. No yeah. matter what the expectations outside are. <laughs> mm, I love that. 
And it's interesting. I don't, you know, I feel like when I started Ashtanga Yoga, I don't, I never felt like it was a particularly female kind of practice. I always felt like it was very equally divided between men and women. And I don't know if that was just the time, but especially in Mysore, I felt like there was sort of an equal number of men and women. And the practice itself felt very masculine to me. I mean, I think primary series has a very um, kind of rigid, structured, um, requires a lot of like... uh, will and determination and like (laughs) to me it feels very masculine and it's it's energy whereas intermediate series feels much more feminine in its energy you know it has all the beautiful back bends and opening you kind of have to be receptive and more open it's more creative it doesn't it's not so linear right yeah yeah yeah. Uh um but i always felt like the practice wasn't itself a very feminine practice but it's so funny now it's like I don't know what the percentage is like nine women to every one man or something like women really were drawn (laughs) to yoga in general, but also I think Ashtanga yoga and it's become much more dominated by this sort of feminine energy or like women, you know, the women of Ashtanga, (laughs) but how do we, how do we keep because i do see sometimes that like women kind of lose that that juiciness you know that that juicy feminine beautiful like receptive soft um yeah energy that's just like that divine feminine and they start to become really kind of like rigid and masculine and uh, almost aggressive i don't know yeah mind body like the whole thing so I mean, for you, you've, I feel like you've really embodied that, like, <laughs> that feminine energy and you've been able to keep it over 20 plus years of practice, right? So what um, is it? How do you keep that softness, that juiciness in your practice? Well, like you say, 20 years ago, I started like a, like a, like a motor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to be like the man and I want to do the same things and you know we're equal and, and that was yeah. my thing because i was coming from low career and yeah that was so, me too i was always like if they can do it i can do it better and i was like i'm gonna lift up from Krandavasana. i did it for like 15 years every day i can do it you know like so competitive and like just oh you can lift up and jump back i can lift up and jump back i can do hands i can do you know like really competitive <laughs> Yes, I think that was like, you know, 20 years ago, that was the vibe, you know, we can do it, we're the same, we're empowering ourselves, and and don't tell me I cannot do it because I'll do it double. Yeah, yeah. For me. (laughs) But, you know, now I just really feel this softness, maybe my three babies that I had while I was doing the, the advanced series just completely softened me. Mm. And now that we're speaking about, you know, about curves, about softness yeah. and juiciness and, and how beautiful it is that one of my first teachers that came to Costa Rica and she was an Ashtangi and had studied with Guruji, with Patavi Joyce. And she was plump. She was so beautiful. She still is. She's like beautiful curves, big lady. And I was looking at her and saying, you know, she's not an Ashtangi. Right. Because I was in my rigid thinking, oh, no, Ashtangis have to be thin. Ashtangis have to be muscular. Yeah. And then I see her one day just pressing up into a handstand and like she's there hanging and I'm like, oh, (laughs) 
And then I realized the power that is available to us as women mm. is from our inside. It's not coming of how you look. It's mm. from how you connect mm. to the chakra. And she gave me that visual that is unforgettable for me. So that was from, from now on, I started saying, you know, there's something deeper here. I don't have to muscle it up. Mm. I need to connect to something higher. What is that something higher? And like my my birth with Theo, which was 13 years ago today, it was very humbling, Harmony, because I went into the into the hospital with my daughter telling her, you know, I'm going to show you how to give birth. That was my mother. Oh so much arrogance. <laughs> because it was my sixth baby. So I was like, I'm yeah. the master. <laughs> yeah. And how old was your daughter at the time? Oh, my, my daughter was 16. Was okay. Kid. Yeah. And, and then we come in the in the birth, and then it turns into an emergency birth. Right. And then I was born with forceps, and then I almost pass out with the anesthesia. And it was a crisis. It was like almost a tragedy. We almost lose, lost the baby. Wow. And since then, then I went into postpartum depression because I was so devastated by the experience, you know, and, and especially not being able to do it my way. You know, I lost control. Yeah. And that was the greatest teaching for me. Then I said something brought me back. I don't know why. This baby should have been like an orphan, but I'm still here. Pranam's mom, thank you. Thank you so much. I don't know how to tell you how. And that's when the armor started cracking. Mm. They all gave me that gift. And, and since then, everything changed, you know, because I realized I'm not in control. Yeah, and like we were saying in the in the in the podcast we did before, you know, you we never know what is coming. No, we and don't. Gift of surrender and and being soft in front of everything and everyone and accepting who they are, even if they just you know they rub you the the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so since we spoke last time, I found a lot of forgiveness, you know, for myself. For my ex-husband, you know, for everything that is happening, for the honoring of our karmas, because that's what it is. It's, it's a past karma that has to be experienced. Yeah. 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 And how are things going? Are they? Are they? Wow. Well, things are the same, you know. The same. The things yeah. are the same, but I'm not the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of yoga that you understand that. Things may be like they look the same, you know, no, like advancing that trial. I cannot speak with my kids and everything. But inside of me, I, I'm, I'm content. I'm content mm-hmm. and, and grateful for the experience because I've I had the time to be in Mysore for months now to be here yeah. in India to now take my sabbatical. I yeah. would I could have never taken a sabbatical. <laughs> no, no, I, I would. I had to like. And, and just being grateful for everything that is happening right now in my life. And, and for all the women, you included. It's so, oh, even though you're in Canada and I'm here, we were saying the other day, oh, let's let's tell Russell and, and Harmony to come and, and go with us to Spiti. And Ladakh. <laughs> I would love it. I and love Ladakh. <laughs> it's so, so beautiful up there. It's so deep. Yeah, wow. It's like so another planet. Exactly. The depth of the mountains here, the Himalayas, mm-hmm. they are like sheltering me. I don't know how to explain it. 
It's, mm. it's, it's part of my life. It's, I feel so happy to live close to those mountains and, and visit often in this sabbatical. Yeah, so <laughs> beautiful. So nice to take a sabbatical up there. I was, yeah, I was thinking recently of my time up there that I went and visited and the monasteries and like, just the monks that are up there and the chanting and the meditation and the <laughs> yak milk, <laughs> you know, the buttermilk that they're drinking, which I don't recommend, but it's a good experience no to have at least once. <laughs> but please come, please really, it's, it's a serious uh, invitation. We would love to have you both. You. And, and because those mountains are there in their silence, in their stillness. And they're teachers, you know, and, and since we are in the South and, and many, many of my colleagues and many students, they come to Mysore, you know, they have limited time and, and then yeah. they fly out and, and they don't really see what is here. Oh, my gosh. That's the thing about India is, you know, the country itself is so vast. And even like from, I mean, your perspective, my perspective, I feel like I've I've traveled, like I've spent months traveling through different parts of the country. And I still feel like I've just seen only a fraction of the country of what India has to offer. And there's places that are like, like on my wish list to go visit still, you know? Yeah. No, no, but make it happen, you know, because sometimes we have wish lists and we say, yeah, we can, we can do it in, you know, two years, three years. Yeah. And I just have this calling of saying, you know, do it now. Mm. Do it. Yes. Like, it's yeah. available. It's it's a gift. It is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm answering to that to that calling. I'm, I'm really I'm really blessed, you know, to be able to, to say, yeah. yeah, I'm taking the year. Beautiful. That's so nice. So nice. <laughs> and I love that you bring up this topic of sort of women respecting their energy, right? Like the moon, you know, the full moon where maybe we're shining brightly. We have a lot of energy, a lot of, I don't know, ability to to commit to things and like be social and it's very extroverted potentially. And then moving into that darker time, right? Into that more receptive, more introspective, maybe softer practice, softer energy. Um, yeah, I think I, I taught a, a workshop on sort of your sacred cycle, looking at even the menstrual cycle in relation to these types of energies. And I think it's important, I think, for the longevity of practice as women to really tune in to our own energy and, you know, realize that it's not like necessarily the same every month. And that also it's different day to day and that we have to, like you're saying, kind of like tune in and feel where we are each day and then kind of move into that space with sort of grace and receptivity rather than trying to force or push or press our will into things. Yes. And that, and that brings me to a beautiful, uh, it's, it's, is that the energy of the of the mother of the shakti of the earth of the moon of everything you know this has like three manifestations mm-hmm. and and i'm learning about them here you know in, in my own experience as a woman and 
the first one is Saraswati. Saraswati is the is the creator, you know, like what you say, when we feel okay, you know, I want to manifest this project. I want to just take a trip or, you know, do something in my life for myself or that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the Brahma, the creator. Yeah. And then comes Vishnu, the sustainer, which is Lakshmi. Lakshmi is, mm-hmm. Lakshmi means the golden one, you know, so when we're able to, to put something valuable out there in the world and, and then sustain it. Like, like, for example, like you have been sustaining this podcast. <laughs> so I'm sure through ups and downs and, <laughs> yeah, who, right. and who else is coming. <laughs> Requires a lot of Lakshmi for sure. <laughs> please, yeah, please, prayers. <laughs> but then you do it and then, you know, you feel like, wow, you feel like I have more Shakti now. That <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And then... Uh, then comes Kali. Then comes yes. uh, the energy of, of saying, you know, enough of this. You know, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't feel drawn to that anymore. I feel I need to, like change. I need to actually sometimes to destroy your creations mm-hmm. and say and, and and offer them. You know, instead of trying to keep them, you know, this is me and this is everything I have accomplished. It's just like just throw them in the wind. Mm. and start something new from zero oh that's a beautiful feeling and scary yeah. you know? <laughs> so the, the mingling of these three energies feminine shakti energies and the listening when you need to create when you need to sustain and when you need to destroy mm. and that's that's a fine tuning that for me my 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 my, my asana practice helps me my breathing practice helps me Mm-hmm. to tap into which energy which phase i am in you know like like now with with all this legal battle and everything i i'm tired you know at some points you say you know everything is in god's hands enough you know let my lawyer handle i'm gonna go inside yeah. <laughs> i've battled four years and, and, oh, okay yeah. let's take it easy time let's for the go. cave <laughs> Yes, also with my practice, you know, I already started the fourth series, so I'm doing the whole third and starting the fourth. If I don't do it from that feminine receptive energy, okay, move me. Please mm. move me because I cannot move, you know, even a finger. I cannot yeah. do my practice. <laughs> yeah, 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 it requires. that humility to say, you know, I, I don't really need to accomplish anything. Yoga is not an attainment. Yoga is not an accomplishment. Yoga is a practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, now how am i am i feeling like connector or what do i need to do to connect again because it's available mm-hmm. yeah i like that that refocusing too which i think is really important not just for women for all 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 of us exactly. right all humans who are dedicated to a yoga practice to kind of separate or divorce that association of the asana with the yoga. It's like the asana is a tool to help us connect to ourselves, to the now. But I mean, there's so many great yogis, like greater than great, you know, Ramana Maharshi, Nimkaroli Baba, like, you know, so many, Amaji, you know, Amritamaya Ma, like, that, I mean, they're not doing asana, right? And so I think sometimes as Ashtanga practitioners, we get really caught up in the form, in like the handstands, in the backbends, in the, 
I don't know, good abs and <laughs> the leg behind the head, right? And it's not really about that. Like that's not yoga. That's something else. And it's just like that's the form that's trying to help point you inside to something deeper. That's the preparation for yoga, you know, mm -hmm. for, for eventually the yoga, because we don't know, it's grace. It's grace. <laughs> we just prepare the ourselves and, and it may come, it may not come, you know. It's like saying, okay, I'm going to do yoga because I want to uh, achieve enlightenment. That, that's false, you know. It, does, it doesn't happen like that. Like you say, <laughs> Ramana Maharshi was enlightened at 16 years old and he did not do anything. It was his karma. He was ready. Yeah. And you can do six series of Ashtanga Yoga and never get anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Exactly. Yeah. Like when I was in Mysore this last time, you know, I really wanted to have like a little tent on top of my <laughs> mat. Yeah. Just do my practice and, and have Sharad in the tent with me so no one else will. Because there's this tendency that, oh, because she's doing four series, so she's advanced spiritually. And that's yeah. not you know I could be the less advanced in the room because you know sometimes my mind just makes me crazy there's not a parallel between your advance as in a practice and your spiritual uh, achievement mm -hmm. I don't know how to say this in in, in how can I say it? It's, it it really makes me sad it makes me sad that people equal the advancement in asana with they are a good person mm -hmm. Not the case, and you find these really basic, beautiful practitioners. Most of them are students I know. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so inspiring, they're so honest, they're so intelligent, they're so loving, mm -hmm. and really humble as in a practice. And yeah. a huge spirit, a huge, magnificent, like in women, energy. Mm -hmm. and so you go to the social media and then uh asana is the key you know to yeah everything especially in our lineage and no no hello here with the little flag no it's away it's up i don't know down or... and then also something that i wanted to to share with you maybe you can give me some some insight it's in not out right that's the like whole thing <laughs> But also the fear, the toxic positivity, mm -hmm. the fear to go into the darkness, into the dark phase of the moon, the fear mm -hmm. to go into your, for example, your uh, body image that, mm -hmm. you know, is something that tortures us as women. That totally. That we have to look a certain way. And now in the, in the, in the media, we have to put the picture and this. Mm -hmm. I, I had it with it. I was mm -hmm. done. I was just, I couldn't do it anymore. Or exposing our intimate practice, which I did, and it felt so weird, Harmony, I tell mm -hmm. you, because we were there before this happened. Yeah. You now sharing our practice there for everybody to see. Where, and then I said, you know, I just, I am humbly stepping back from that. Yeah. Because I need to regather myself and see how, what it's, what is coming next. It's, that was not me. I was yeah. just uh, bending to the rules yeah. that are now uh, guiding all this mass media frenziness I, I, I don't want to be part of it i want to be part of of beautiful projects like this podcast yeah. or like these women speaking about themselves and their travels and their journeys in, in having meaningful conversations and, and that's 
that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally, I mean, I'm, I'm there with you, sister. <laughs> it's a, it's a constant, uh, it's a constant issue in my, in my brain and like, like, why is this so, why do people only like asana photos on social media? Like, why, why? It's like, I know it's the algorithm, but I, it's also people like it's, you know, and, and like, why can't I just keep something for myself? Right. And then, and then on top of it, like, I don't know, just this, this outward, this focus on outward appearance. Right. And as a woman, I mean, I'm very sensitive to this topic because I have a, a whole history of body issues, you know. I mean, I show up and and I've done a lot of work, a lot of like inner work about loving myself and loving my body and being grateful for my body and but still, it's like, yeah, I want to be 40 pounds lighter. Yeah, I really do, you know. But and so why? Yeah, but, but why, why right? The question is again, the the body of the woman is used to sell Yes. And so now you have the leggings and now you have the aloe and now you yes. have the lulu. And, and then I am like, oh my God, it's happening again with a different subject. Now yeah. it's the yoga girl. Now it's the yoga woman. Yeah. And, and then also so like as a teacher, you feel like, well, no one's going to take me seriously if I'm not a hundred pounds or a hundred and five pounds and doing handstands and backbending and grabbing my thighs. No, but then that's where we need to step back and say, right? Know, whoever understands me and listens to me, they're going to know that that's not it. That's not yeah. what I am. I'm willing to share. I want to share something deeper, something yeah. meaningful, something uh, that I have uh, understood through my experience. And the body is changing anyways. And for all mm. women that are listening, our body is decaying. Okay? <laughs> no matter how, how much Botox you have, no matter how much diets you do, the body is going to die. No matter yeah. how much for series you do, the body is going to die. Yeah. And it pains and, you know, and we just try to keep it up. But at some point we have to say, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going into that, this rat race again. Yeah, I know. That's because, I mean, you, I know for you, I mean, you've been there, you know, like the advanced asanas, it doesn't change. It doesn't change anything for you. And that's the thing is I think once you, you experience that, like I can back then and grab my thighs, but it doesn't make you happier. It doesn't make you understand yoga more. It doesn't make you more in, united inside. You still have all the same bullshit, right? It's just like you look pretty on Instagram or you can like make a nice photo and be like, I'm so advanced, but really it's nothing's changed. You're still like the same in some ways, right? You're the same infinite being on the positive side. You're the same like vessel yes. that can, that can hold infinity, but also you have the same struggles. You have the same insecurities. You have all the same bullshit. Exactly. And it's like this intention of covering all that darkness with the beautiful picture and the nice, you know, yoga clothes and the beautiful uh, photographic uh, scene, which is yeah. like, a, and then I go, this is not working. There's a hypocrisy here. You know, this person, I know them. I know them. I've known them for 10, 15 years. I know who they are. This is not who they are. Yeah. This is not who I am. Okay. I'm stepping back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's interesting though I don't know I don't know if we're like 
particularly sensitive to it for as women because so much of our our value of self mm-hmm. is our image, right? Like women for centuries yes. are like valued by how they look, right? Their their beauty, their aesthetic value, right? Yes. Whereas men are more say valued for their income <laughs> or their you know ability to provide or things like that, right? So I don't know if we're like particularly sensitive to this topic as women, but mm-hmm. I think it is also up to us to keep like talking about it and like showing the like taking the veil off, right? Of the illusion of like this is just marketing or this is just a pretty picture. It doesn't mean anything. No, and, and as one of my students say in Peru, she told me, you know, you cannot leave the, the social media totally because you can always put something valuable out there. Yeah. And I think that's that's very sensitive. But also feeling the, the, the need to perform mm. for yourself, that's where I just refuse. Yeah. I refuse to do that. It's, it goes against my my integrity mm-hmm. and that's I'm speaking for myself you know yeah. so people may feel really like I, I guess the new generations feel like very happy in TikTok I love the name TikTok because it really is like TikTok you don't have time to waste okay <laughs> post 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 four times a day get it out there <laughs> and then I go is that yoga well that's a very interesting new type of yoga that I don't know my yoga is more <laughs> Towards the stillness, towards the silence, you know, those, those little gaps of silence, mm-hmm. like like what I'm feeling with you right here. It's like, oh, it's a depth here. There's a connection. Mm-hmm. That's that's my yoga. That's what I aim for. Yeah. So like Iyengar used to say, you know, the asana is only the arrow. What are you aiming at? Mm-hmm. And for me, in my own personal experience, I'm aiming to my soul, to my spirit, to my, to remembering, mm-hmm. remembering why are we here? We have limited time. How am I going to use this time? Am I going to waste it? <laughs> or am I going to use it for something meaningful? And, and, and the legacy of, of, especially of being sincere, you know, and, and that devotion, devotion to the past, to your teacher, to your community. And I think this is what we're doing here is devotion to our community. It's just bringing up the subjects that are not really like popular. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But every, I mean, so many people, I think they're not popular, but people really feel it. You know, I don't, I think every, probably everyone feels the same pressure, but nobody really like talks about it. And we still just like, 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 you know, all of the beautiful photos. And it's not to say not like them, but it's just also to bring, I don't know, some awareness to the pressure that we're collectively kind of contributing to, I think. But imagine, like, in this culture of cancellation, like, you know, mm-hmm. there's teen suicides. And, mm-hmm. and I just can see, you know, we, we have the asana, we have the advance. But what about a woman that comes into the yoga world and she's a little, you know, plump and she, she doesn't look good in the clothing? And how is she going to feel? Yeah. And I say, you know, this is not for me. I, I don't belong here. And I'm here to tell you if you're listening it's deeper than that. Don't be fooled by these images. You know, yeah. the yoga is for everybody. The yoga is for everyone. And especially in these times after the pandemic, so many people with mental issues and so many that feel completely uh, depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, young people on antidepressants or on Adderall so they can perform or all this uh, craziness. 
and, and there's something valuable in yoga, but not in the yoga that being this being portrayed there is in the experience of, for example, coming to India because we are Indian lovers. We, we yeah. know we to be here beyond the chaos of the craziness. Yeah. <laughs> the depth here, the mountains, the temples, the, the priests, like you say, you know, just just being in the flower market, you know, there's something that you feel there. I'm telling you, please feel welcome to come. And, and that's what I always tell my students, please come. Oh, but I don't have, like one of my students wrote me yesterday and she said, oh, you know, I don't have the full primary, but I want to go to Madrid to meet Charachi. And so of course, come, please come. I want to see you. <laughs> don't worry about the practice. You know, you just do what you can. And he's very loving in tour. Yeah. He, he helps everybody. And, you know, he's not like in Mysore. You come. You come. Yeah, he's not like in Mysore. <laughs> It's true. So he does let people finish. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need to look okay. a certain way to be able to access these teachings. Yeah. 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 And I think you bring up such a beautiful thing, you know, this idea of like just, you know, the thing I think that attracts us to India in some ways is stepping outside of your context. And when you step outside of your context, you can't associate yourself in the same way to all the things. And so you become like a blank slate almost, right? Because it's new. And so you have to kind of take it in like a child or like a baby that has no no pre-expectations or, or context for like, I'm like this in this situation, right? Because you've never been in that situation. So you're in the flower market for the first time or the second time and it's like, oh, you enter that that moment, right, where you're like a little bit suspended and you're you're just taking it in, like without judging, without analyzing, just in in this very receptive, beautiful space. And it's like a space of that you, you know, attempt to enter in meditation or, you know, in, in some of those deeper, stiller practices where you're trying to just connect to the essence of existence right and i feel like that's the beauty of of india's is because especially if it, you have no context for it you know when you keep going back and back and back or you live there like you you start to develop frameworks and context for it but still there's moments of like complete like ah oh, <laughs> this is this well, is i have them every day i tell yeah. you not my my culture so yeah. I, every day i'm not like ah oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's that's that's yeah. feeling of, of wonderment. Yeah. You know, that that's available to everybody. Totally. Just, it's a simple, you know, act of moving our hands and saying, you know, my God, I have hands. This is so Yeah. Uh, last night we were watching this this series that I, I really recommend it to you. It's called The Sinner in Netflix. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. We watched. We're like we we kind of oh, stopped yeah. watching it in uh, the fourth season. <laughs> We, we okay. love the first, well, after the first he's few. Buried, remember, after he's buried by that crazy psychopath. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes out and then he sees the tree and then he sees his hand. And then he, those yeah. are the veils that are, uh, you know, gone after yeah. you practice. You yeah. have a, like a pre-practice per perception and the post-practice, like a pre-miser mind and a post-miser mind. It's like yeah. there's a magic that happens in that space of transformation and maybe it's because our nerves open or our nadis are breathing i don't know what it is but it's real at least it's for me yeah so i long for that you know i long to go and, and cleanse that lens 
Mm-hmm. And then go into life with a different mindset instead of like you say, you know, I, I'm gonna act like this and this is me and this is my box and no one touches me and mm-hmm. just being open and receptive and that's that's a gift of the mother, that's a gift of the Shakti. You know, as yeah. women, we can really multiply that receptiveness mm-hmm. to each other, especially which has been kind of taboo, you know, because we needed to compete for the male. Yeah. What if there's no male? If it's just us? Oh, so beautiful! <laughs> just we can relax, like in the harem, you know. They were friends. They were, and then when they had to go to the king, that was the problem. But <laughs> the harem, they were totally happy. They were like doing their hair and yeah. just, you know, taking care of each other. <laughs> I think this is a natural way for women. So I, yeah. I really want to create those circles you know that, that's my, my calling to create circles of beautiful women just because they are alive you don't yeah. need to look anyway you can be from any culture you can speak any language you are welcome because you are yoga embodied you you you're so beautiful mm-hmm. yeah there's something really powerful about the female form the ability to create life the ability to tap into that that creativity in a in like a <laughs> visceral way, right? To really connect to it. I think the sensitivity to energy, to ourselves, um, I think our power is actually kind of intimidating <laughs> when when you really like think about it. There's a lot there that's, you know, I think has led to our our uh our past sort of suppression, right? And this like, oh, you know, sort of trying to compete amongst ourselves keeps us busy from really like embodying and realizing how powerful we are and like also raising and lifting each other up in that power. So what about the, the, the new yoga for women? What about empowering each other? Yeah. What about seeing each other? And when you need a, help saying you know i need support from my girlfriend i don't need support from my partner they don't understand they're there in a different dynamics you know with shiva shakti is also very important you know the Mm -hmm. shiva and the shakti uh, nurture themselves and Mm -hmm. they grow but they grow in different uh manifestations Mm -hmm. if we really need to feel empowered we need to connect with the mother the womb you know the womb that is dark we need to go into our fears, into our, like you're saying, lack of, like like our self consciousness. You know, I should look this way, but I'm aging. You know what? I'm done. What is happening? What, you know, that they, do I need to compete with these like twenty year olds? No, I don't. I, I want my tent. You know, that was. <laughs> yeah. I want my tent. Okay, energetically. Thank God, I had a wonderful partner by my side. She was from Greece, and we really like moved along and it was so nice. sweet to be with her when yeah. she left i really miss her <laughs> but what if you have a, a competitive one by you what if you have someone that is like yeah. grumpy or you know some of them get angry because you take their places they're you know they have a spot that is theirs and oh <laughs> okay <laughs> all the yeah. dynamics in the women's bathroom you should have seen harmony <laughs> oh my gosh i can only imagine <laughs> God. <laughs> and you laugh and you say, wow, you know, that's that's not who I am. It's yeah. good because it lets you see what 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 is real for you and what you definitely don't want to have. 
Yeah, and some of it too is just ages and stages and going through it all, right? Like being able to look back and be like, oh, wow, yeah. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) There's a lot more important things in life than, you know, where you put your mat or, you know, where you put your bag or where your closing spot is. <laughs> no, or if you grab your thighs in Chakra Bandhasana. That's There's right. Many things like that. Yes. You know, it's, it's yeah. not that you're better than anyone because you do it and you're not like, uh, and you have a right to be there even if you don't do it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm telling you. When I was assisting, so nice to assist everybody, you know, and they watch them do their best. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the empowering thing you know they're doing the best even if they don't touch their heels it's fine yeah <laughs> yeah I mean perfect. I always say if you can show up on your mat it's a win like just check that box and say been there done that today like I showed up for myself in some way and I mean it doesn't even have to be getting on your mat to be honest it's just like can you light a candle can you can you just take a moment and like be with yourself and connect to something deeper, connect to your breath, connect to that inner energy. You know, I think we get so caught up in this form sometimes with Ashtanga that it has to be like a sun salutation or a forward bend or a backwards bend or a twist or whatever. And it's like, can you just show up for yourself? And how are you showing up for yourself today? And maybe that's, maybe that's lying in bed and just like, breathing and taking a moment to connect to your inner energy and just like assessing, like you're saying, assessing yourself. What do I need today? Mm-hmm. What's most important for me today? How am I going to show up for myself? How am I going to show up for others? Right. There's so many demands, I think, on our, our energy and attention. It's, it's sometimes not helpful to put more demands right on our energy and our attention and and we need oh. to kind of assess where we're at and like what phase am I in? What stage am I in? Where am I in that moon cycle? <laughs> also, also watching the planets because yeah. I always tell my student to minimize, you know, as yeah. we human beings and especially as women and, and as, as multitasking women that we mm-hmm. have been trained like that, we can do a lot. But then one day we feel exhausted and mm-hmm. we just say, you know, I don't want anything of this. I'm done. You don't want to get to that point. So I always Mm -hmm. tell them, you know, have five things in your life that are meaningful. First, your practice, because if you're not in tune with yourself, nothing is going the right way. Then if you have children, your children, you know, that's the second priority. If you have a partner, your partner. Yeah. And then, of course, your metier, your whatever you do in life, whatever fulfills your soul as a human being, not not as a mother, not as a partner, not as a wife. And then, uh, you know, if you can travel, if you can have some things that like feeds you from the world mm-hmm. and that's enough and five maximum. And if you're <laughs> trying to do more than that, you are on the wrong track. <laughs> yeah. And five's a lot. <laughs> you are going to get exhausted you're gonna come to the point of you know this uh, chronic fatigue syndrome Mm -hmm. fibromyalgia all the the symptoms you know thyroid issues all the autoimmune diseases and and then the body starts screaming starts Mm -hmm. screaming you what are you doing and i think the yoga as as women of the 21st century is about slowing down Mm -hmm. 
about taking time for ourselves, which has been, uh, we had to fight for it, you know, because, oh, how she's so selfish. She's going to Mysore. She's leaving the kids behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bad lady, bad lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that, that absolute bad lady. You were <laughs> a bad lady. <laughs> yeah, for 20 years. According to my, my culture, I'm a really bad lady. And thank God. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, in my country, they're killing them, Harmony. Mm-hmm. They are abusing them. They are these depressed women. They are like, they, that's a patriarchy, you know, in the Latin American countries. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so. It's so challenging, you know, this this idea of equality and equity, which I'm like 100% for, but I always am a little bit worried that equality for women means actually doing more. <laughs> like, it's not really equality. It's like you get to do all the things that men do and all the things that women do. You have double shift. Yeah. And now all of a sudden your equality is actually like you doing everything and your partner kind of still just doing whatever, you know, <laughs> they get to do. <laughs> it's detrimental for us. It's, it's it's not a win-win situation. For us, it's a mm-hmm. win-lose because, yeah. you know, there's this advertisement. I love it. You know, it's two, it's a man and a woman running. Hmm. And he's running, you know, he's going to his purpose, you know, to like climb the social ladder and, you know, be a better executive, whatever. And then the woman is in, and all of a sudden she has a baby. She's running with the baby. And then she has all the shopping. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they're both running and he's free and she is carrying everything. Of course, she's going to lose the competition, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, you want to be free. You have to demonstrate that you can do it all. Yeah. That's so unfair for us, you know. Yeah. And and, and it's, it's stepping back and saying, you know, easy. You know, I, I don't have to do it all. I'm going to be good to myself first. Mm-hmm. I need to know who I am. Because when we know who we are, then we can take the actions that manifest that. Yeah. But first we need to know who we are. Who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what what sort of... How do you how do you know who you are? That's I mean that's a, the next question, right? As a woman who's sort of coming to this practice, who's maybe never even like I don't know thought about it. How do you answer that question? I mean that's the the ultimate yoga question. Who am I? <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's when having wise women around you helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if you have someone that really resonates with you there i had a teacher she was canadian she's canadian right yeah now. she's in quebec and i was in her farm several times and, and she completely changed my view of what womanhood was mm-hmm. and she was plump and she was juicy for my uh, parameter she was fat and now i see her she was the most beautiful woman ever you know and she would put us in this um red cedar bathtub yeah in the middle of the mind with the stars and the moons and she would give us a massage in the warm water during winter in quebec i think i was reborn yeah that's like heaven (laughs) and then we had sweat lodges and we were all naked in the middle of the night in the farm there with the snow outside and we were singing. And I remember in one of those circles, someone told me, you have gifted hands. And I was like, this lady's crazy. 
hands, you know, it was in my lawyer's mind. And right. How would have I had known harmony that I was going to work with my hands? Mm-hmm. So it's like omens, you know, and, and when you get in the good association with mm. women that have substance, yeah. then they give you clues. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you're listening, then you follow the, the trail yeah. and then it takes you home. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love women's circle. <laughs> I love women's circle. I've been so happy. You know, it's just like yeah. my favorite right now. My yeah. Favorite. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I'm, we're uh, going to release this just before International Women's Day, which is coming up on March 8th. Amazing. Thank yeah. You. And I just thought it'd be so nice to kind of like talk about women and our role and the evolution of women through practice too. And and I do think that, you know, this practice is super empowering to women in that it allows us to tap into our strength, our inner strength, our physical strength as well. Um, to develop that willpower, but also like tap into that intuitive softness too, because you have to find that balance. I mean, especially in the advanced series, I always love like third series, which is really, I feel like the balance of the strength, like hardcore strength. And then also that, that super soft, malleable, you know, intense flexibility and, and it feels like the real coming together of of the primary and the intermediate series, right? Where yeah. the primary is much more like go mm-hmm. to the army and be be masculine, <laughs> like left, right, left, right. <laughs> and then you have like this really creative, like, you know, there's no left, right. It's all like, you know, magical kind of intermediate series. And then the third series is quite like a nice blending of these two sort of energies and this this coming together. Not that you need to get to the third series to understand that or to experience that, but but just that that I think that is sort of the evolution of practice, no matter what series you're practicing, is at some point you you have to recognize that there needs to be a balance between that will and that that drive and that sort of forceful, hard kind of energy that what we were talking about at the beginning of the practice, like I can do it as good as, you know, that guy can, right? (laughs) With this more soft, open, receptive, like feminine, you know, softness. And that the balance of the two is really sort of the essence of the yoga and, and the physical practice can teach us that. But then also just the journey, I think, is is an example of that as well. The journey is it's so humbling, I think. You know, if the yoga is working, you feel, you feel humble every day and you feel grateful just for being embodied. Mm-hmm. And I really love it because the Stiravaga, the, the advanced series, is they are uh, the sublime serenity. You know, yeah. And that sublime serenity of, of accepting you are in this body, you know, but you are not this body. Mm-hmm. I think that really gives us a lot of uh, perspective as women, you know, that if if we keep identifying ourselves with a body, we're going to suffer so much because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> going down. And at the same time, the spirit is lifting up. It's so yeah. beautiful. It's just like this dove flying and you know the body is dying and you're at the same time uh being born again Mm. so that sublime serenity of being in your women's uh 
experience and accepting that we are not men. We don't want to be like men. We are women. We are women that have uh, this intense practice that is also uh, very nurturing if you make it nurturing. Mm -hmm. You get out of the competitive, competitive mindset or the showy off or the superficial, you know, posting, like I'm writing my second book right now. And I'm so happy because I don't have to, all that energy that was going in the Instagram is going into my book now. Beautiful. I, I love it. You know, re, like your energies, you need to direct them. Yeah. And multiply them, you know, and at the same time, be very honest when something doesn't feel good, you feel it in your, in your, in your, in your stomach. Mm -hmm. Something feels good. Go girl, go. <laughs> Please go for all of us because when you go, we also go. Mm. We're all connected. I love it. I love that. Yeah, that deep listening to the intuition, to your gut, mm. to your inspiration and following that spirit, following that energy, that Shakti, right? That creative, the creative juices. Like, where is the yeah. Shakti flowing? Yes, mm. exactly. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful. So if you're taking a sabbatical, how do people connect with you besides coming to Delhi and like <laughs> knocking on your door? <laughs> well, you need to come visit me. No, you have a formal invitation from us to go to Spiti. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go explore in May. And you then, know. yeah, I'll tell you more. I, I think I'll find a hotel with, with heat. Yeah, please. <laughs> you should. Research that. That's important. And then, uh, well, now in, in March, we're going back to Mysore because uh, my doctor's, my Ayurvedic doctor's son is getting married. So oh, nice. We have a wedding in Mysore. It's very, very nice. And, yeah. And then, you know, my, my husband has a lot of projects in his work. So he has actually very happy to take this time to to be home. And then we're going to travel to Europe in, in August because Sharaji will be teaching in Madrid. So yeah, my rendezvous with my students this year. Nice. In Mysore. Then. So you'll be in, in Mysore or in Spain in August and September. Yeah, you're going to Spain. I saw I, I will be there too, but shortly after Shiratji has left. <laughs> oh, so you're going to yeah. be when in September? Uh, September in Barcelona and Madrid at the end, end of oh. the month. Yeah. Oh, well, I may stay so I can see you. Yes. I would love to see you. Oh, yes. it'd be so wonderful be to connect with wonderful. you too. Yeah. And Spain is so special to me. I mean, of course, oh. I have Spaniard, Spaniard blood. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish blood. But it's, it's really special. The people, my students there are so loving, so so yeah. devoted, so really. And uh, I have been teaching in Galicia in the north part, and, and it was the first MISO program there. And they really got it, you know. It was yeah. so wonderful. Like, it, it was, I was the first teacher there in the wilderness. Yeah. And they are completely, and they're coming to Madrid, and they're doing their practices, and so so lovely. So you should go there and visit. Amazing. You yeah, you were there last. Was it last year? And you were teaching for about a a month, right? Yeah, I was there twice. I was in in the spring, and then I was in the autumn. Oh. I really enjoyed. Will it. you go back? Will you go back to teach again? Wow! The first I need to go under in the underworld. <laughs> okay. Maybe in 2024. <laughs> we'll see what comes. But for now, I'm just super happy, super happy. Now, nice. uh, uh, Mysore is my ashram, you know, so I'll just go there. And I actually built a little tent about, around my, 
first with Sharaji. Sharaji, can I can I practice behind the the screens? Yeah, just go later, like 9 a.m. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's less intense. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I know. Wow. Plus, you get to sleep in. <laughs> You're giving me very good ideas. It's good for good for us aging ladies. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, last time I was like, I don't know, 4 4 a.m.? Not for me, Shiraji, no. 5.30, 6 a.m., okay, still not great, but okay. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, exactly. He's listening, I know he's listening. I know he he looks at us and says, hmm, she's still going. (laughs) That's right. Whoa! Yeah, I'm sure he's very proud of you. Very proud of you. Yeah. I'm very happy to just be able to to be in this community for 20 years, you know. Just 20 years, it sounds like a lot, but it's actually like they say Ashanga is measured in decades. Yeah. So only two years, actually. That's right. I know. If you measure the decades, I know we're still quite young. Yes, we are. And just be able to be part of this movement of awareness for me that's that's very valuable mm-hmm. to know people like you and russell and yeah it's wonderful it's, it's really like it's inspiring you know to know that i am not alone in my <laughs> you know sometimes i think you know it's just really happening what happened to the mysore we knew remember mm. to the shavasana in the ladies room yeah the birds in the morning where is that Ah, I miss it. And then I go, okay, you know, you need to keep evolving. You need to keep unfolding all these layers. Yeah. What do you feel like has changed the most? I mean, from sort of the old shallow, the middle shallow to to now the new shallow, the new, new shallow. <laughs> no, I tell you, you know, it's it's, it's just my perspective. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had such an intimate, beautiful experience while we were in the old shallow. It was it was precious and it had to move and it had to grow. I understand that totally. Mm-hmm. But what we uh, experienced was was precious. It's, yeah. just, it's just different right now. I wouldn't say it's, it's better or worse. I wouldn't say that because for me, the practice is always nurturing and to be in that room and with him, it's, it's always like so, such such a blessing. Mm-hmm. But it's just different, you know. It's like yeah. when you see your babies and you say, oh, they were so cute when they were one-year-old. Now he's like 15-year-old and he's different. Oh, my God. But <laughs> yeah. your baby, you know. It's still- yeah, that's yeah. a great that's a great example, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, with teenager boys, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Mine just turned thir- or 12, so... <laughs> yeah he's in it (laughs) um but I think that brings up a beautiful point too that you know no matter sort of where you are what space it is or how many people are in that space um for me the practice is always really about like the practice and it always feels very personal actually and it's always the same um in the sense that it's like for me and it's mine and so of course the practice is not always the same it's changing day by day but but it's not so much influenced by that like space big or small home or away right it's just like that ritual of coming back to yourself 
Hmm. You know, each and every time. <laughs> and when we are in Mysore, especially I speak for myself, it's between me and my and my guru. You know, yeah. it's just like everything just is silence. It's, I'm doing the practice as a as a devotion for everything that I have received because I have received so much. You know, so much. Hmm. It's, so much gratitude in my heart right now. So as I go underneath, I take all that gratitude with me, you know. As you say, whatever is happening on the surface, you know, it's the, the new energies coming in and the new technologies. And, and that's fine, you know, everything needs to change. But at the same time, being grateful for everything mm-hmm. that has been received. And wow, so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on and speaking about women and Ashtanga and the feminine energy. And it's just so nice to connect with you before you uh, submerse yourself in the deep, dark womb of uh, creativity. And you're inspiring me to also turn out the lights. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. (laughs) Yes, because you're giving so, so much. You deserve some some love. Yeah. I know, I know. One of these days, one of these days. It's oh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> coming, yes, all is coming. All is coming, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful. Everything. <laughs> the yeah, transcendent. Everything, <laughs> the everything is her. You know, everything is her. So. Yeah, yeah. That's one, one really beautiful thing about... I think in India, the image of the Deva and the Shakti is, it's like so all encompassing, right? Like you were saying from Kali, the destroyer, who's like terrifying presence, but also, you know, deep, fierce protector, warrior to Mm -hmm. Saraswati who's like creating and sort of a little bit of a ascetic kind of you know, meditative, but also creative being to Parvati, who's, you know, the lover and the earth and the mother and the, and then, you know, Lakshmi, who's sort of just beautiful and abundant and, you know, know, preserving all things. And there's just like Durga again, you know, like this tiger. Yeah. So there's not one form of this feminine energy is just taking all these different forms and I feel it's so reassuring <laughs> that we can show up in many different ways <laughs> exactly and that we can allow ourselves to be all of that you yeah. know we don't have to portray ourselves as the perfect lady you know we can mm-hmm. be we can be sad we can be angry we could be frustrated we can be and take that in into your transformation and that's a great juice like we were speaking yeah. about juices Wow. Yeah. And, and we can transform everything, I tell you. I mean, I'm speaking to you in so much gratitude and you know what I've been going through. Yeah. Wow, for me it's such a miracle, Harmony. Even yeah. in the in the midst of the crisis of anguish and mm-hmm. loss, you can create the juice. That's our power mm-hmm. as women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's so inspiring to connect with you every time. I just Adore you and thank you so so much you for the best in me. being here. <laughs> I'm glad. Whatever whatever next creation I come up with, you're invited. So <laughs> we'll be and please tell Russell that I miss him. You know that when I come out of my retreat, I would love to have a 
a podcast with him too. Yes, yes. He'll be invited next time. It'll be more <laughs> more inclusive. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Harmony. With me, your host, Harmony Slater. You can find out more information on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Standing in eternity's shadow Watching the breaking waves There's a hard wind and the soil